Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fallout, an increasingly important word in the atomic and hydrogen age. The facts from federal civil defense tell us that fallout could hurt you, might even kill you. Well, what about it, mister? What is this fallout stuff? Fallout is nothing more than particles of matter in the air made radioactive by nuclear explosions. Yep. Oh, is that, is that all? Yep. Just the particles in the air. That's it. After the nuclear. You know, just the stuff you breathe. Hey everybody, welcome back to Play Retro. This is Play Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And uh, look, I can't find dog meat. Where is dog meat? Oh wait, you're telling me I have to wait a couple of decades for dog meat? Fine. In the meantime, let's kill some mutants, but uh, take turns doing it. Wait, is it Brotherhood of Steel or Steel Brotherhood? Doesn't matter. Uh, A gross mutated crab has more hit points than me and I am now dead. Save me, <laughs> retro techno fifties nuclear uh, nuclear future past. Nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. Rad crab yeah. bastards. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and there is nothing outside these vault doors for me except death, sadness, and two-headed cows. Mm. Good thing mom packed me a peanut butter and radioactive jelly sandwich, and dad threw in some bottle caps to carry my vault boy, boy branded lunchbox for some Nuka Cola. If I can find some else, I could be in trouble out there in the wasteland. Just kidding. My parents are dead, and this is just a bag of rad scorpions I stole from the last house. <laughs> Dad. That's great. Uh, yeah. If you can't tell from our intro, we're talking about Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and a little bit of Fallout Tactics. It's particles today. in the air. Yeah, it's particles it's in the air. And don't breathe them in. All right? Don't breathe them in, man. It's, it's just, not good for you. Uh, we got all kinds of fallout on the mind, so we're going to talk about it, uh, see where that whole thing started before it went all 3D and fancy in the year 2005, <laughs> I forget. I forget when they went full 3D. 5 million. Is, how about, is it, uh, is it uh, 20, 21, 70, I don't know. That sounds right. 2161. Oh, you mean in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or when does it? Were you talking about? Yeah, there's so many. Oh my god. Yeah. When yeah, Fallout welcome, Three. Welcome to learning the Fallout timeline. I had to watch like 12 videos just yeah, to get lot. ready for this. There's a lot for all the yeah the timeline. The stuff. Fallout Three, the video game by Bethesda Softworks, came out in 2005, I think, or six. It might be six. But the point is, wait, was that before? No, Oblivion came out in 08. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to go look at all of it. <laughs> But that's kind of the fallout a lot of people are familiar with. What you don't know is in the 90s, a really hard first three games happened and people love them. And we're going to talk about them today. So PC yeah, lovers, there, was, there t- was a time before Bethesda, right? There that's was a right. time with Interplay and Black Isle. And it was, it was different. It was different. It was the same, but it was different. It was different, but it was the same. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to play a lot of Fallout as a result. Anyway, we'll talk about all that. That's all coming up. But before we do, I got something to open on the air. Check this out. Oh, 
I think you got one too, but you may have already. Okay, if this, it. if this is what we did, you got to get it early because I thought I thought he said well, it might not be there till Monday, so you got it in time. Oh, did yours not arrive? You didn't get it. Oh, mine already arrived. Oh, okay. this is going to be fun. All right, I've already opened mine. I decided to hold it because I don't know what it is, but our uh, listener and community extraordinaire member uh, Taz sent this. Taz. I don't know what it is. Taz is always making cool graphics and things, and Taz has sent us a tube-shaped box, yeah. meaning that you know there's got to be a tube inside that long box. Oh, that my Scott gosh, has. there is. There's a tube. Mine, okay. Be careful. Mine was full of glitter. Okay, mine, <laughs> went, mine's yeah. got a, uh, a spring snake in it. Like those cans oh my God, of nuts. If it did, I would lose my. I would have lost my crap. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'm easily. I'm easily scared. Are you easily? No, you're not easily like uh, creeped out. You're easily shock scared, right? Like I am. Scared. Yes, yes. I am easily startled yeah, is yeah, the yeah. proper term. And then I have. I don't know. How, some people are. Are some people are laughers after they get startled. They go, ah, that was so much fun. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. I get mad. That's not you. Eh? <laughs> oh, I got, some, I got some stickers already me. coming out of here. I want to make sure I don't. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It took me, look, Taz is really good at making uh, awesome artwork and stuff. And what he sent us is amazing. But that, getting all the stickers out of the tube. It's a little tricky. It was real tricky. tricky. Okay, here we go. real tricky. I think I got all of the stickers close to it. Now, if. You, what you're what you're pouring out right now is if 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 I can start to describe are are various uh, size uh what 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 kind of cut is it where where you cut right around the edge of yes, the, you the cut right around stuff? the edge that's called a uh <laughs> it's called a what's it called a stick Carter what are the stickers we cut around the edge is it kiss cut is it kiss uh, cut die cut die cut. Die cut. So they're all like die cutted around stickers, and they're different logos of different retro uh, systems. Like, you know, imagine PlayStation, except it says play retro and that play retro cool uh, font. Oh well, my gosh. Sony's font. This is so cool. Right. Is this every game we've ever done? That poster is the best. And Taz oh. is going to send us a digital copy too. The poster is amazing because it, it is. It is cover boxes of every game we've covered up to 100 episodes, all laid out on this. Which was nice last week, by the way. Units. What a cool yes, way to celebrate 100 episodes. Look at this shit. That is the best. Oh and Tassi was sent us the high-definition version. I'm, I want to make a huge poster because the small one is awesome. And I'm getting that one framed. But I want one to like, uh, I want one about eight foot tall. He's even got like the, the, the systems these were on. Yes, uh, the box the art includes so like if there's an N64 game like let's see South mm, Park when we did South Park it's right there just like the way it was yep just like oh it was. my gosh I love this so this, much boy talk about some role playing this makes me feel there's a list down at the bottom tells you each one of them everything is just it's so sweet it's amazing it's so nice. uh, this is what he said can I should I read this yes uh, you got a note and I got a note uh, it says hey Scott grats on 100 episodes of play retro here are a few Ooh. things to celebrate the milestone I can't wait for what's in store for 2024. Maybe a Tony Hawk episode or Glider for the Mac 1988. I'd be into that. Yes. It says, anyway, love the show and the network and the community. And I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday. Love the show, though. John, yeah. a.k.a. Taz, in the chat. P.S. Film Sack, check with Brian Ibbett. Play Retro, check. Core, hopefully something big-headed to you, John and Bo in January. <laughs> Ooh, no. I can't wait. Ooh, but, but look at this. Look at nice. this. Look at this. 50 Cent 
uh, put insert coin sticker, big giant one, Frog Pants Studios. Yeah, I love that one. It is the is the big red insert coin. Uh, for, yeah, that's such a fun one. I love oh my that. Gosh, I, I love, love it. Put play retro show. Look at that with the glowing. And like you said, all these little kiss cut uh, die cut mm-hmm. stickers. There's a N64 logo reworked to be play retro 64. Uh, the GameCube was my favorite. I love this one for the um, uh, Turbo Graphics. Love that. Yeah. Love that one. Uh, oh my gosh, this is. I got a. You know what? I got a new water bottle for Christmas. This thing right now, no stickers on it. Guess what's going on that? Uh, getting some stickers, my friend. There's so many in here. There's a whole pile. Wow. I don't know what's more shocking. He made this many stickers, or there are that many systems to make stickers of. <laughs> Amazing. Both. All right. Well, he's officially. Well, we, love our, right. we love our community, and we love our content creators. In this case, a real physical content creation. Yeah, came to us through the mail, and it and was look, amazing. I already liked him. Now I yeah, worship yeah. him. Now I worship. Now at his feet. I I will speak the Taz from my lips. That is so rad. Oh my gosh, uh, you Love killed it. it, Taz. Nice job. Also, putting a tube in a box is a great way to do that. I I often don't do that. I send just in the box. Yeah. I roll it real good and try to pat it out. But I think this helped protect it. It um, does, and I was thinking about it too because I was like, why would he put a tube inside a box? You know what? Tubes roll and they are prone to fall in between things and get smushed. Boxes don't. And nope. I was like, that's pretty smart. Yep. It's amazing. I love mm-hmm. everything about this. Um, oh, is Joust? So let's see. Where's Joust on here? Because Joust was number one. Let's see. Joust is number one, baby. Our first episode of Play Retro. It looks like I can't find it. I know it's on here, though. Uh, and some of these are, let's see. What did he do for arcade stuff? Did he do like a. Well, we definitely got the, oh, you like what, what you do for the box art stuff? You mean yeah, for yeah, yeah. Stuff? yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious. Oh, I can look at this for hours. That's what I'm doing after the show today. I love yeah. this. Taz, Taz is I laughing. owe you, dude. I owe you. Taz is laughing, says, UPS did that for me, the box. Apparently, they don't ship tubes. Oh, mm. they don't? Makes sense, though. I wonder you should why take that is. the credit. I do tubes all the time, but I guess I do USPS, so I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is amazing. I can't thank you enough. That's incredible. And Brian got it too. We're very happy. And uh, what a way to celebrate 100. You know? So good. Yeah. You're so awesome. Good. Uh, also, I did a weird thing. Oh. Uh, you might say, Scott, what did you do that was like kind of retro over the holiday? Here's what I did. Right. I watched on YouTube the Pac Man and his friends special for Christmas special. Mm. Nice. It's bad. It's from the 80s. Well, of of course it's bad. It's terrible. They bumped, uh, what was it, Sh- Cheers or something for it. Like, there's even a commercial no, no, that says, it was, it was, what was it? You said it to me. You said it was Joni. Oh, loves Joni Loves Chachi. Chachi. That's what it was. They bumped, they bumped Joni Loves Chachi minutes. to show this, this Pac-Man holiday special. <laughs> and it's awful. And it's amazing. Awful good. Oh, yeah. You got to see it. It's terrible. You're right. It's so good. You don't... So we, me and Scott talk about this all the time, doing a, yeah. a, a cartoon 60s, 70s, 80s, and even to the 90s, like we kind of do with Play Retro, with uh, cartoons. Because uh, there's a really interesting thing that happens during the 60s where we have, you know, serial companies essentially uh, pushing their way towards, uh, you know, commercialization of all of this product sold directly to kids and, and packaging that into cartoons and shows. And then during the 70s, there was a backlash and pushing back against it. Educational entertainment really pushed back. And then when Reagan got in office, it all just collapsed full forward mm. with Pac-Man and just, you know, Siri, just anything they could sell us latchkey kids. It was just trash thing after trash thing. 
but they also had a, a requirement of keeping some of it educational and it's just so much fun yeah and to, bumping to watch that battle out the fact in the 80s the fact that they bumped freaking Joni loves chachi is amazing for them. yeah well, Chachi was going to get bumped. Yeah. What choice did you have? Now, it looks like the version it's I watched. It's not an 8 o'clock show. No, no, no. The version I watched, by the way, is no longer on YouTube. I don't know what happened. I, I looked at a clip there for a second, but the, the actual full episode, right. somebody got yanked. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to be able to easily find it or not, but it's worth your stupid time to do a stupid thing. It um, is. It is such trash. But I, I typically, I didn't get to it this year. I typically, every year, without fail, except for this one, I was sick. Yeah. Watch the He-Man Christmas special. It's always on YouTube. Yeah, it's great. And it's 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 fantastic. Anywhere it's I, I'm pretty sure Hulu has all He-Man. Yeah. I think. Maybe it's Netflix. Yeah, because they got that new series that they recently did not too long. Was yeah. it was it Netflix? That might be Netflix. Netflix okay. did the new series. I don't I just don't know who has the archive, but right, right. wherever it is. Uh, it's on YouTube though, I think, because they have the whole He-Man channel you can watch. Yeah, and if you want to go in there and just watch the, oh my gosh! This the they get they convert Skeletor to understanding the true meaning of Christmas in that thing. That when Skeletor is walking along with a couple of kids and talking about Christmas and finding his Scrooge moment getting turned, it's just it's a thing of beauty. It's amazing. If you've um, I have a clip from it. Would you like to hear a clip? Oh, yes, please. Oh, we got the clip. Oh, absolutely. I do, I do have a clip. Uh, if I can find it. Uh, here we go. We're in we're in the taint of the year, as I like to call it, because it taint Christmas and it taint New Year. Uh, it's we right there. <laughs> That's why you call the it holidays. the taint. I see. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not because there's another meaning to something being in between things called a taint. <laughs> not but that. that's what it is. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I can't I can't argue with it. All right, here it is. Listen to this clip. I don't think I feel well. Oh wait, that's him just not feeling well. Uh, he <laughs> that's man. How I felt. If I can find the whole holiday. thing, is this it? Hey, Mac, what you got there? No, here, is this it? If anything can get me past those bewitched trees, this is it. Okay, that isn't it. Is this it? When Fisto offers you his hand, boy. <laughs> Hold on. Where <laughs> is this? Where is the Christmas? Oh, here it is. I don't think I feel well. Well, I think you're feeling the Christmas spirit, Skeletor. It makes you feel good. Yeah, good. Good. No, I don't like it. Yeah. No, He-Man. He-Man's no, the worst. get it off me. You ever heard Spanish He-Man? He-Man y los amos del universo. Check this out. Yo soy Yara, príncipe de Eternia y defensor de los secretos del castillo Grayskull. Él es Kringer, mi más querido amigo. Fabulosos y secretos poderes. I will tell you right now, I'm going to watch that after the show. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about there being Spanish He Man, but that is awesome. Yeah, it exists. Turns out they all localize yeah. that for a bunch of other countries and regions and all that. It's pretty good stuff. It's all right, good. Brian, what did you do for your retro time this week? Well, when I wasn't sick yeah. in the bed, yeah. I slept a lot for Christmas. Good. That's what I got. And it, it just wasn't good. It was bad. No, so it's good to sleep. It's good to okay. get rest. You got to take care of your body. You got to let it heal. This is a good thing. You got to do what you got to do. It's fine. You know? Fine. Fine. Yeah. Spin it your way, Skeletor. Sure. I feel bad. <laughs> I What is this? But, uh... <laughs> So, <laughs> but I did still get my retro Christmas on, baby. Yeah. And one of the things I got that really bothered me a lot because look at this cool 
I was not expecting it. Not on any wish list. It's this con- chocolate controller. It's multiple colors of chocolate. Almost like M&M's on that thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, so so white, is it a white chocolate D-pad on there? Uh, I, yes, it is. It's white chocolate there for the D-pad. And the rest of it's like different shades of uh, cho- milk chocolate and dark chocolate. And you got some. But anyway, the point is, this has caused a real conundrum in my head mm. because I can't decide. Oh, you don't want to just leave chocolate sitting around, right? <laughs> no. It's not something you can like just put on your on your shelf and just leave forever. But it's too cool just to eat. Yeah. You need to take lots so of I photos, gotta, lots of video, that kind of stuff. And then yeah. make sure you've got like, you know, 4K video saved of your cool controller <laughs> and then eat it. You can eat That's it. That's what I'm about to do, I guess. So I instantly felt bad about that. Felt good, too, though. But this, this was my prized Christmas possession. Oh, my. It is a handheld history a celebration of portable gaming. And uh, I believe we Barnes and Nobles, uh, uh, Amazon, any place you get your hard cover books. And this book is just what it says. This is a history of all these different handhelds, different versions of the handhelds and different markets. And man, have it's even got a breakdown of a UMD. They even went down and broke down each piece, each each the, the outer slide, the inner slide, the inner disc. Oh, my gosh. They did uh, this these wonderful looks of some of the ones you may have never seen uh some models that you may have never seen sure stuff that i probably could get on the internet but i mean come on it's in book form and i can lay in the bed and uh drop it in my face because i like to oh yeah this is from this is the retro dojo people they they did it really is it's the retro dojo people that's right and it's a really good look at that there's a breakdown of how you disassemble uh the game gear why did we fix the game disassemble no disassemble Oh, sorry. which is perfect because I've got to do that very soon myself. I've got to fix the game gear. So there's, I, I like curated content sometimes and uh, in a nice little book form. And this was a lot of fun. And I think my family for getting it for me. That's, that was, that's my, that's my prize retro possession, especially considering that um, as soon as, um, as soon as the, the, uh, the meter is recharged, on the retro uh, uh, spending account, I am going to order an analog pocket. Mm. Hand finally going to get some. You're going to get an analog. Held. Okay, all right. The F. I'm finally, get, I've got. I've been. I've been enjoying so much the FPGA experience mm. on the Mister FPGA over this past year. Yeah, and now I want to experience the handheld stuff. And so I'm. I'm, I'm ordering one. It's going to take a couple of months to get here, but I'm excited. As soon as that, as soon as that uh, bar fills back up, yeah. Where do they finish? Do they finish on Switch or uh, do they got a they got a Steam Deck um, in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, it, it it finishes on the Switch. That's that's exactly right. No Steam Deck. I'm surprised. Here. Steam Deck's been around for a couple of years. Um, I figured it'd it, be on there. Uh, was it was it in here? Well, you know, uh, the hmm, I don't know if they mentioned the Steam Deck or not. Uh, no, last thing I see is a some Retroid stuff. Yeah. Um. I'm not saying it's not in here. I haven't read the whole book yet. Maybe it's for the sequel. Who knows? They've got, yeah, they've got several. Now I'm still looking to pick up. Um, I'm still looking to pick up the, the untold story of Japanese game developers, that three part series, which is on, um, on Amazon Kindle, because I've really been enjoying uh, reading that first one, but I, I want to get the book. I want to get the book. Yeah. That's tactile. really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. When we do a it's book, really cool. here's what we should do. We'll do a book of some sort. Let's do a book. Um, right. we'll, we'll make it our own unique thing. And right. uh, we'll hire Taz to do all our uh, page graphic stuff. He can do all that. Mm. 
How about that? Right. Because he's so good at this, man. He's so good at this. And what are we waiting on? And I did have one more thing. Oh, what else you got there, Brian? What else? One more thing. I just picked this up today, so it's not in my show notes. Oh, wow. Um, Look at... (gasps) I had that. I owned that. Okay, for those at home, it's a he paid fifteen bucks for that. It's Coleco did it, right? Or who did it? Yeah, yes, the electronic football. Now, I did pay fifteen dollars because this is my favorite place to go get retro stuff, and I found a lot of other cool retro stuff. I'm pretty sure this is the reproduction model. So you know, it wasn't a terribly great deal, but you can usually pick these up for about fifteen bucks on eBay. Uh, if you had the original, the old old one, I don't think this is one of the old ones. I could be wrong. I got to finish doing some research. If it's one of the old ones, it's in really good shape. Yeah, but I think this is reproduction. Could be. Could oh, be wrong. really? Interesting. Well, I'll find out. I'll find out. But it's a very faithful reproduction. You know how annoyed I am that I didn't just hang on to that stuff that I had when I was younger. Why did yeah, I just keep I those know. things? I sold them. Well, I took them to garage sales. My mom got rid of them. Like, why? What? What were yeah. we doing? I like. It's not even like that thing's tiny. It's, it's about the size of my well, phone. Just go over here. Put this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Officially annoyed. <laughs> That's cool. Though. Oh my god, it turns on too. Shut up. Let me see. Look at that. It's it's on. Is it working? You're gonna hear it. Can you hear it? Let's see if. Let's see if. Oh my gosh, that sound. I got my teacher took mine away once. <laughs> Seriously, junior high, sitting in class. Beep, and they went, uh, Mr. Johnson. I'll take that and put it in the desk. You can yep, come back I'll after take class. That, sir. Yeah. I'll this listen. the playoffs. Do it. Let's hear this. Let's hear some beeps. Oh, that little tackle sound. Holy shit. <laughs> I like love I that said, stuff. I, I, I'll do some more research on this, and maybe I've got a gem, and maybe I just have something that was worth about $15, and I bought something that cost $15. Sweet. Maybe. Either way. The fact that it's still running somehow makes me wonder. Yeah, you know, yeah. That stuff doesn't last that long. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And so I'm pretty excited. But I'd love to hear what you guys, if, if uh, you know, uh, head over to Twitter, play retro show and, and and share any cool retro crap you got for Christmas. I know a lot of people probably got uh, the new Ambernick RG 35 double X, the new one with the Wi-Fi and everything, the updated version. So I got a better place for them to go. Come to our discord and do it there. It's better. No, that's even better. Twitter sucks. Eh? We have a we have a whole channel, a sub channel under play retro that is just for the Ambernick stuff because yeah. we had so many people pick them up. Mm hmm. And I say that knowing that there are people watching us on Twitter right now. Hello. Hi. You're welcome here. I'm just saying. But Twitter ain't what it used to be. Uh, and I still, I still, I, did you see my, uh, did you see my basic v, uh, V2 yesterday? No. Jab at Twitter? No. What did you do? I missed it. Tell me more. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just show you. So I didn't realize, I was just posting on X or whatever you call it, stupid place. And uh, I just, I'm know, calling was, it I Twitter was, until the end times. I'm never calling it that. So it's tra- stupid. Travis, Travis, uh, t- you know, Travis TV. So TV, Travis, uh, Travis was, yeah. was out and about, uh, ran, in a, ran across a TRS 80 and a Commodore Vic 20. Vic 20 was the first uh, system I ever had. And so he, he called me up and said, Hey, you want this thing? And I was like, Hey, heck yeah, I do. And so uh, he, he said, That should be here uh, tomorrow. But that instantly got me my mouth watering. Um, for some some basic programming. So here we go. Got this. I'm going to post this on the Discord. Okay. All right. Where are you at? I'm watching for it. I'm looking. I'm waiting. But I, but I posted this on Twitter, and oh my gosh, so many people came back with their uh, first experiences with BASIC on uh, different oh, yeah. look at this. systems. Here we go. Oh, look at you. And uh, Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, ran a little little peek and poke. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, I, just I used to know. Up. I used to know basic. 
I used to be. Yeah, good. I used to do it. Me too, man. I used to. I could. I went through so much basic, man. I was. I used to love type in games. I would love to do an episode of type in games. I just don't know. I just don't know if we could pick some that are so hot, like Super Star Trek. That might be the one. A lot of people type that one in. Yeah, yeah, that's and cool. it was a good one. I, yeah. I made a whole uh, adventure game when I was a kid. Yeah, and it yeah. kind of worked. It was a it was a sci fi thing, and it was a kind of Zorkish thing where you're like, you're at the you're at the, the, the space station. Will you talk to the guy who sells guns, or will you do the other thing? And so there's a lot of Andor if stuff. And then right. um, I had a star field for when I would warp to another system. Yes, program that myself. Actually, I copied that out of a book. Uh, yeah, those data files were you were you creating sprites uh, yeah. automatically, or yeah, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You had to you had to train. Um, I mean, you had generative. To, yeah, you had to write it though. Like you had to. Yeah, you know, you couldn't just copy and paste this shit. You had to look at the book nope. and go, "All right, go to line twenty one, then do this. Go to bear bear. I used to love that stuff, man. Yeah. And I didn't realize how many people loved it. Uh, when I posted that little jab, uh, no one calls it Twitter, 10 print, no one calls it Twitter, go to 10, run. And uh, I started getting a lot of people response back from people who were like, oh, man, I used to love programming in basic. And this was my system. And they had sending me pictures and sharing. And I was like, man, I didn't know so many of you nerds were out there, but way more. kind of makes me want to go mess around in basic, you know? Yeah. It's I don't like, know what it, I would make, but. Now, I personally, since I grew up on Commodore, the the Vice emulator is great. It does VIC-20, Commodore 64, the 128, and uh, allows you to emulate uh, 1541 floppy drives and the the cassette tapes and everything. It allows you to, it's got tools that allows you to write in Notepad, and then you can convert that into uh, some other files, and then you can dump that back into as a basic program Mm, into the computer, load it up like it's on on a floppy. It's way cool. It's a good way to waste the afternoon mm. for us nerds. Brandon Kane in the chat says, if your mom and dad never told you, Scott, I'm proud of you for your game. Uh, Aww, no, they did. Man. They thought they thought it was awesome. And they said things like, parents only say this. No one but your parents say things like this. You should go work at Atari. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, that ain't happening. My, I'm not sure how old your parents were. Yeah, I have a feeling that your parents were a little older than mine. Well, my mom is 85 um, now, you. so when I was that young, she would have been, what, late 30s or mid-30s or something? Yeah, so you had older parents. My mom had me, I think, when she was 16 or 17. Damn. So by the time I was doing stuff on the Commodore 64 or the VIC-20, you know, I was like eight. So she was, what, like the 20s, tw- the mid-20s? Yeah. Best. And yeah. so she didn't recognize any of that stuff. They would just do stuff like... What are you doing inside for so many hours? Go outside and enjoy the the woods. Wow. Like, I just want to stay inside. Why were they uh Don Johnson in uh Django? Why were they <laughs> why were why were they his Django character? That's the way without, they sound like to me. Without the racism, of course, without the abject right, racism right. and the and all She of wasn't the, wrong yeah. because we had, you know, we had fallout levels of uh cows, two headed cows out in our uh in our in our pasture area. So I mean she wasn't wrong. No. But then again, programming. Moms basic. are moms are often right. That's what I do. Turns out. Yeah. They're more right than Sometimes. we give them credit for at the time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all well and good. It is time, folks, for us to dive in directly into today's topic, which is, like we said, the fallouts. Here we go. Shall we play a game? We will indeed. And we're going to start with Fallout from 1997. The year 
my daughter in the other side of the room over here was born. Think born. Of Think of that. Uh, the yeah. fruit of my loin. The fruit of my loin. Both loins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's play a little audio to kick us off here for our talk about Fallout 1. Here you go. War. War never changes. The Romans waged war to gather slaves and wealth. Spain built an empire from its lust for gold and territory. Hitler shaped a battered Germany into an economic superpower. It goes on like that. Now, as you may recognize... Hey, who, who's that talking, Scott? Ron... Uh, I can't think of his last name all of a sudden. What's wrong with me? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. And this is before, this is before he was Hellboy. We, we probably best know him from something like, I don't know, like Beauty and the Beast or something. Mm, yeah, series. this would have been in the 90s. Beauty and the Beast would have been his big claim to fame. I guess later, Alien 4, but that was like 98 right. or 9. Uh, you might, yeah, you might have known him, but yeah, by then you're probably right. That may have been on four. I can't remember when that movie came out, but uh, but yeah, he was he was still mostly from that show, The Beauty and the Beast show. Yeah, Ron Perlman. Thankfully, I love this about him. Did this for two. Did this for tactics. Did this for three. Did this for four. And did it for Fallout seventy six. I believe a little bit. Can you? I I can't even think of a time when I. I, I mean, that's just like every time he shows up at the top of the thing to do the intro movie, because I don't always watch the intro movies, the mm-hmm. games, but I always stay for the whole thing when I'm watching the Fallout intro mo- movies. No, it's so, so good. And the part I didn't play, we'd get dinged for because now it's considered copyrighted again or, or you know. Oh, is a kiss to be a tree. They play all this like old 30s freaking, you know. Music. All the games did this. I don't even remember if yeah. I can't remember if Vegas had his voice or not. It may not have. That's my. That's remember. still my favorite. Vegas is a, But I I loved Vegas. But I I can't remember a lot about Vegas now. After playing one and two in Tactics, I'm like, did I even play Fallout? Oh my god! I don't even. I'm so lost. I played three a lot. I played a ton of four, yep. and I played a bunch of um Vegas or I played Vegas twice through. The yeah. the one and two and Tactics I was super into. But only in fits and bursts because those games really required a lot of your attention and were hard as nails. And yes. so we're going to talk a little bit about that factor. But first, I want to play this. Ah, you're here. Good. We've got a problem. A big one. The controller chip for our water purification system has given up the ghost. Can't make another one. And the process is too complicated for a workaround system. Simply put... We're running out of drinking water. Now, I want to give this game some credit for having some 97 balls. Yes. <laughs> and having really good voice acting at a time where video game voice acting was toilet level garbage for the most part. It It is what makes this game hold up. I mean, there's a lot of things that make this game hold up, but that's the the voice work. I we, We've done covered plenty of 90s games and you've heard them. You've heard them right here on this show. Oh, yeah. And man, this is some next level stuff here. Interplay really took it to the next level. But I also think Interplay at this time, near the end of their life, by the way, um, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're looking at doing a movie studio. This is where a lot of these people were, all these gaming companies were fooling with the idea of, are we about to cross over into full motion video and studios and everything else? Yep. And uh, 
It's part of what probably brought Interplay down. But yeah, they 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 wanted some real voice actors, and boy, did they do it. They yeah, they did they a great job. Game. And you got to remember, this is right around the same time. I think just six months prior, you got Resident Evil One, which has some of the worst voice acting of all time. Yeah. I love it, but it's bad. Okay, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of that stuff. We talked about it with uh, House of the Dead One and Two. When we talked about light gun games, that's some of the worst stuff. This is that era. Like, I'm right. not just saying Japanese games had terrible VO, maybe more than most, but all games had kind of bad VO. It wasn't a thing yeah. oh, we did Oh, they got yet. some real bad VO, man. Get some something for your VO, buddy. Yeah. Take a bath. So this thing comes along and just says, hey, what if we cared about that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. As, a, as I can say... For myself, I loved that about the game. I loved that it that it immersed me more because I felt like these were real people with real problems. And, you know, it would set the tone for what Fallout would be even when Bethesda got a hold of it. And that right. tone never left. It's always it's always been that tone. And it was it was it was locked in day one. And I love that about this game. It's very consistent. How, how much of the lore right from the beginning? was laid out that I did not think. Now I started with Fallout 3. Yeah. That was where I really started. I had played Fallout 1 and 2 briefly because my friends who loved a lot of RPG stuff, and I've talked about this before, I wasn't really big into RPGs at this time. And so they would say, here you go, here you go. I'll just take take this, load it up. You'll love it. And I play it for a couple minutes ago. This is just dumb. I mean it's hard. This is how I want to go. I want to go do some action stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't get in no hurry. Yeah. Like if you're wanting if you're if you're used to playing stuff like, you know, Quake 2, you know, and run around and shooting stuff. And then somebody hands you a Fallout disc and you're like, this is a, a very different pace. You know, top down, kind of kind of isometric. It's not really isometric because it uses a hex grid and it's like a 60, what, 60, yeah. 40. Anyway, um, it's basically top down. And there's a lot of clicking. Oh, my God, the clicking. So much clicking. Yeah, you think so Diablo? You think Diablo had a lot of clicking that same year? No, year before '96 was Diablo. <laughs> but you thought that had clicking? Guess what? Lots of clicking yeah, there. But like, you know what else you had modes, in this game? There's even modes of clicking. You have to like, you have to cycle through modes of clicking. It's it really threw me off when I started playing this week. For the you first know what time. else you had in this game that was unusual? Um, What's that? It had an interactive text system when you talk to an NPC or a character or whatever, yes. and instead of just choosing dialogue responses like you would expect from most games of this ilk you would type in queries and say you could yeah uh she'd say or you know the, i was just looking at the video of it but the lady would say something like uh, yeah whatever we're here and it's horrible and then you'd it'd say well there's a little prompt says what do you want to ask her about and you'd say well i want to find out more about this guy named seth so you type in the word seth you don't choose it you type it and then you hit enter and now she talks all about seth um not fully VO'd in these cases because they, you know, whatever. There, that was a lot of overhead back then. If you did voices for everything, this, you know, that Baldur's Gate three level voice RPGs was not a thing uh, yet. But yeah, it you was. Could, you could tell what parts were important because you would get the you would get the voiceover stuff, and then you would get because one section I went to and I met a character, and it was all VO. And yeah. It was almost no discussion at all about anything important to the story. I was like, okay, <laughs> but later on this is definitely going to be a character I'm going to have to be interacting with because they would not went through all the work of doing that otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just appreciate it for those weird details. And like you, I was quaking it up around this time. That's what I was into. I was playing a lot of quake. I was playing doom. I was playing other shooters, mostly Twitch, twitchy games. And along comes some of this stuff. 
And a lot of it, I just like the original XCOM, I just kind of blew off. It's like, yeah, it's not really my jam. Yeah. Turns out now, as an adult, I love me <laughs> turn-based everything. I love it. I'm a huge yeah, fan. As an, ad- an adult adult. I'm the same way because I was technically. Oh, yeah. I think I was. Adult. Let's see what I'd have been. 20, <laughs> 25, 26, whatever right. I was. Technically an adult, yeah. but I still had a lot of kid in me. And uh, yeah, I w- I'm with you. And so I didn't have time for no Steve Jackson's uh, uh, bastard child from GURPS to special system. I yeah. didn't I didn't understand. Do you know what special stands for? Special in this game is a, it's an acronym yes. for. Hold on. Right. You got it. Come on. I what should are, know are, this. Um, it is in all the games. And yes. uh, I just played some 76 the other day. I should remember. And yeah, I don't. When, you set up your, when you're setting up your characters, you got to, you know. We, oh, you strength, intelligence. All, it's all that. It's all your stats, right? Yeah, you go. It's all your stats. It's strength. is uh, So it's the special system because they were going to use GURPS, but they, Steve Jackson saw what they had in the opening scene of people getting blown away. He's like, hmm. And so they went and they, 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 they tweaked it a little bit. And so you get strength, uh, perception, uh, endurance, um, charisma, intelligence. Yep. Anus. No. Um, You need to see there. What's the, Oh, did I miss the C charisma? I said charisma. Oh, you said charisma, uh, charisma, intelligence, uh, agility, and L, what's L stand for? Uh, laughter, uh, long shakes, nope. uh, lousy TV reception. I don't know. It is that is that final roll of the dice. It is luck. Luck. Oh yeah, duh. luck. Luck. Yeah, luck is your <laughs> your chances of getting better loot and that stuff. <laughs> but you can you can roll a character, or you can choose from three pre rolled characters when you first started uh, playing Fallout. Uh, first couple of times I played, I just I just picked you know the, the strongest guy. I'm like, who's the strongest guy? And I'm like, I picked that guy. Um, but is you can he, roll that. See the big wide load face guy, the kind of a big old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's the tank. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going in here to make some stupid decisions, I need a big dumb oaf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I did. Done. Yeah. And uh, of course, later on, if you want to get towards the end game stuff, end game stuff's always a lot better when you got somebody's a little balanced and maybe doesn't necessarily depend entirely upon, uh, you know, melee strength. You know, they're, they're good with like other things. You have to pick your three skills that you're good at. Um, I always end up seeming to kind of go with lock picking, uh, you know, uh, melee weapons and some small, small weapons. That's yeah, right. That was true in the original or sorry, in the subsequent games as well. I always go yeah. high lock picking because I just hate it when I can't open. Oh, it. I hate when I can't lock, unlock a door. That's that is like wa- way up it. on my list. Yeah. yeah. Like of all my, pet, always, my, my, my RPG pet peeves. It's when I can't yeah. open a thing that is openable, but I can't forget it. <laughs> I'm out. I'm such a I'm such a doubt in Thomas too because every time I'm like I take a couple of points away from luck I'm like that's bullshit ain't nothing happening there. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm not I'm not believing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's a the thing about I like the purity of the first game the most. It's um it's really serious about its story, and yes. is it's very clear what you you're meaning to do. It's yeah, difficult. You gotta, you, you're. You're it, stumbling out of Vault Thirteen. Uh, the water purifier is 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 trashed yeah uh and you and you got to get uh what vault 15 uh across the wasteland so yeah. you can uh there's rumors that there's one there yeah we'll see yeah they don't really know like i feel like i haven't asked Hugh howie this and we are acquaintances so i probably could ask him this but the author of um the silo series and the okay. subsequent television show yeah. i swear to you that 
I think his core ideas from all of that were inspired by Fallout, the original Fallout game. Yeah. I could be wrong, and I've never asked him. He's like our, our age, roughly. He probably played it. I should ask him that. I think I think Fallout really showed that you could do this out of the fantasy and uh, space kind of stuff. It's like we had some games that were kind of already doing some of these things, but creating a world like Fallout that was that was unique. Still, even even to this day, except for you know a few things that kind of followed up with it, like Bioshock and and, and those kind of things. Um, it still feels like a very unique genre it's like i, I kind of want to go over there it's it's like almost like an out of time alternate reality that's basically what's going on in fallout because a- apparently if i understand what's going on in fallout somewhere after world war ii like during the 50s they we uh this alternate split off uh reality never got transistors for whatever reason we stuck with uh, vacuum tubes instead of transistors, so we mm. couldn't make things smaller. Right, but I couldn't tell because the very one of the very first things uh, that pops up on Fallout One is some video and is selling a car, right. and some of the features are no computer. And you know, it's like it, it's like was there a rebellion? I haven't finished all going all through the Fallout lore, but I'm kind of interested on stuff before, like that where where the divergent happens. They but they they I, advertise the car for it's 199 thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents or whatever right right uh and they and they say on there the first not completely 100 percent not a fully analog automobile yes and it does seem like they're really pushing for that so so yeah you're you're probably right i mean the, the world is it is this idea that the 50s came and we started getting into robotics and artificial intelligences and you know dirigibles and all this kind of stuff before the bombs mm-hmm. in our little alternate history, but we got pretty advanced before we got to Silicon and then that all went to hell. So now everything is just based on, like you said, tubes, tubes. And, and stuff, which yeah. is such it, a fun aesthetic to, to play around in. It is so be- It's good to look at too, because whenever you're communicating, uh, if you look at your pit boy, I haven't even talked about the pit boy and all that stuff. A lot of you, you people are fallout. They fans. know. Yes. Yeah. They, know. they had the pit boy in the first one. It was, you know, it was different, but it was still, it's there. And all the, all the visual aesthetics are, you know, like tubes and old school, you know, looking pre, uh, pre transistor stuff. Yeah. And, and your, uh, your, yeah. you know, your fallout suit you start with before, uh, you start acquiring armor and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the same one from the new game. Like the new games, as much as yeah. people are like, Oh, I like the old ones. They were more consistent, but the bear, I, I actually, I actually say they're up, they're up in the night. I think that they have been incredibly faithful to what that right. game is while advancing the game into a modern era where people are more accepting of, I guess not easier systems, but systems that make more sense for the modern day and right. you know, quality of life things and stuff like that. That's all good. You want this. Yeah. Man, you want this? I like retro, but I also like new. And Fallout is great in both <laughs> retro and new. It's great on both sides. Yeah, big yeah. fan. It, it, what I think's annoying me though, you, you're showing something on screen. You've been playing footage from Fallout One, and it's it's fine if this is who you are. Um, there's a lot of widescreen hacks and stuff now. Whoever's playing it, that game footage, just let it stretch. No, yeah, it's, it's all four stretchy. by three. That baby, yeah, I gotta, I gotta have it in four by three. I can't, I can't stretch it. I can't make my. I, I don't want to stretch it. I look short and squat. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> there are mods like the good old games version. You can mod to be yes. true 4K widescreen. 
you know, without stretching. Yeah, it's a good. It. It's a good version right now too. You can get yeah. the classic one, two, and tactics. I think for like four dollars or something on good old games or Steam for like seven bucks or something. And they they got all the hacks and stuff on them. It's I, fine. I was so excited for tactics. We'll talk about that game, but I didn't. I never played tactics. And so uh, you might be surprised or not surprised how I felt about that. Oh, well, then we'll find out shortly <laughs> when we get to it. Real quick before we jump to Fallout 2, are you excited about the currently in production and airing next year uh, series, the Fallout I series? I went back before um, before we recorded the tonight, and I wa- rewatched the teaser from earlier this month. And yes, after playing Fallout 1 and 2 this past week and then revisiting uh the the teaser i am actually pretty excited i am too that they're coming that's what in uh april i yeah, believe april of this like year i believe or uh, yeah 2024 2024 yeah so sooner than you think it to me looks like it's shaping up um hard to say everyone's a little too clean in that teaser teaser uh, but it, that's also it, is, you know they're not showing the nitty-gritty of the world yet necessarily and that's i'm actually kind of curious about that i when I was playing this, I kept trying to figure out, and we're about to start talking about Fallout 2. Fallout 1, you start, everything's in the vault, you get a little pre-show about what's going to happen, but you're leaving from the vault and you're almost instantly in the wasteland. But you feel like you got a foothold in something safe, right? That there is a civilization right behind you that you've got to save. And you can go back to it and, and gear up and yeah. rest up. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Whereas yeah. in fallout two and really all the rest of the fallouts, you're out of there, man. Yeah. I'm you're, a vault boy. I am. I am very much a vault boy. Yeah. I would you exist, have a home. There's I, a whole generation. Like they say in the intro with Ron Perlman, <laughs> there's an entire generation that, that were born and grew up in the vault before this water problem. Yeah. And yeah. they don't know anything else. So you take everybody out of there, taking them out of your element, you're leaving home for a horrible place, it's really yes. nice to be able to know that place is still there. Whereas yes. the the subsequent games, it's all gone to shit. You can't get any of that. Yeah, business. but by the time we get in Fallout Two, which is eighty years after the opening of Vault Thirteen, so we can go uh, recover that stuff. Um, the water filter. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, it, it starts off. It's like you're more like a villager. It, it seemed more like something like Mad Max kind of stuff. And I was like, I was curious if Scott felt more at home is a vault boy mm. or uh, or more of a, a rough and tumble kind of guy out in the wasteland? Uh, the latter. I'd prefer the feeling yeah. of that desolation and having to explore it and find your way right. and survive in it. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit more my jam. Having the safety yeah. of home is fine, but in my fiction, like in my real life, yes, please, can I go back to the fall, to the shelter? <laughs> in my In my fiction life... I want to. Right. I want to go out there in the in the weeds and really get lost. You know. Yeah. Even in my fiction life, I only get so far away from the vault. From like, I got to head back. These people need me. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. I guess it depends on what fiction you're consuming, but. Yeah, yeah. I got to get back and uh, fix some shit because that's kind of like what I imagine. I'm like, I'd probably be if if even in my fictional idea, I'm a fixer, and I'm like, okay, I got to get back to the vault because people are dependent on me. And I got to make sure that everything, all the systems are, are operating nominally yeah. so that we can, you know, we'll all live. Because you're a fixer. That's what you do. That's what I am. That's what I am. And even in my fiction, I still I still see myself. So Fallout 1 to me, having that safety net felt really good. Mm. And then when I stepped into Fallout 2, I was like, oh, shit, no. I well, don't think so. Let's no. step in there. Here's some audio. <laughs> War. 
never changes. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. Too many humans, not enough space or resources to go around. The details are trivial and pointless. The reasons, as always, purely human ones. Yeah, because we're effed and we do dumb stuff. Yeah. Here's this lady. Well, I, I, love, I love this lady here. Check her out. This will be your quest if you prove yourself worthy. For that proof, you must first journey to the Temple of Trials. If you survive, come back to me. We will talk more. Our life is in your hands, chosen one. Prove yourself. Find the Gek. Be our salvation. See, again, top-notch yeah. voice acting, man. Top. Even though she's a little over the top, it is. it, it sets the mood. And it's really good. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that. Completely yeah. fits in my mind. And, and this time you're the chosen one. The first one, you're just a vault dweller. No matter how you build or spec your character, the story assumes that you're still, you know, that that's your role in the world of Fallout. Right. And vault let's explain, let's explain for those not initiated what the GEC is. The GEC is another acronym, G-E-C-K, which stands for Garden of Eden Creation Kit. Yeah. And that's yeah. the way to save this village. Uh, as the chosen one is to go find this supposed kit, which may or may not be complete myth in the story. You don't know. Right. Um, but that's your, your goal and bring it back and, you know, revitalize everything, which is kind of the idea. Uh, it is a bigger world. I can tell you that. Oh, so much bigger. Yeah. Two's a monster. Two, two is basically like, Hey, we were very successful. Let's do another one and blow it out. Let's go nuts. <laughs> Let's spend all the money, Black Isle. Let's spend it all. Yeah. And Black Isle was a subsidiary of Interplay, but they got right. front seat credit on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not true of the first game. I don't know if they had anything. Well, I don't know. Did they buy them? I didn't look into that whole who got Black Isle uh, and why. Did, while Fallout 2 was going on, they were getting near the end here for Interplay. And, you know, they were, they were restructuring things. Yeah. and Like they um, did. Yeah. They, they, I, I, yeah. I think that was just another little shuffle. And it's like, wait, we've got to shuffle this around here, put this tax here, put, you know, do that. But it could be more than that, but that's the way it felt. Yeah. Black Isle Studios is a game developer. All of you know, you may not know why you know them, but you do. If you didn't know them from this game, you'd know them from Planescape Torment, one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Oh, yes. We will have to cover that game at some point. We oh, we will. To. It's going to happen. Yeah, we have to. They also did Icewind Dale and worked on the Baldur's Gate 2 and uh, just 2, I think. Yeah, these are all great um, games, and yeah. we can't do them next week because I, I need a break from Fallout. <laughs> they, yeah, no kidding, right? Um, but they're they really they're really where they really got their stuff, uh, you know, got their their chicken in a in a in a ring. <laughs> was chicken with, in a ring? Was I felt I don't like know with where this. you go with that analogy, but I like it. I feel like mostly it's it's Planescape and this. These are your two big yeah. big kickoffs for them. Uh, they technically built Fallout, but it was a lot more of a group effort. You got a lot more credit to the creator of the series. His name was something Fargo. Uh, uh, Brian Fargo, I think, was Brian the Fargo. head of Interplay. He's the one who came up with the name Fallout. He's not necessarily the big developer, but he was definitely, uh, you know, he, he's the he's the big visionary. Yeah, he was your dude. Um, yeah. They also did Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2, which was amazing. Yes. Uh, anyway. The, Did the, we talk about that one? I don't know if we have. It's a, my original experience with that was a PS2 as a PS2 title, and I freaking yeah. loved that game. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my god! It was so good. Um, right now, at yeah. this point in the time of Fallout, 
you're only on uh, PC. Windows uh, Windows installs for both of them. I think Fallout 1 was DOS, but also had the Windows version. And then Fallout 2 is Windows only. And then uh, I don't think it was until Fallout Tactics was, was the next release mm-hmm. when we started seeing console versions of this. Correct. Which um, is weird because there's a lot of keyboard stuff, even like... Uh, like rotating your character around. I don't mm-hmm. know if it even affects the, the gameplay or any, anything. I don't know. Uh, but you can rotate your character around so that's facing the enemy, I guess, for peace of mind. I don't know. <laughs> that was my only problem with Planescape is you couldn't... Everybody was facing the wrong damn direction in that game all the time. Yeah, and, and since it's isometric, or it's not really isometric. There's, there's a word for it, but it's basically that isometric view. Um, you couldn't rotate the the camera around or anything, so... Your characters are constantly behind stuff, but then you mm-hmm. have this this pass through thing where you can kind of see through the wall. But it gets kind of annoying, especially on this one because you're starting out in a freaking Temple Run. Yep. Ah! Yep. Temple Run, baby. Just like the old phone game, Temple Run. Get yeah, in there and get run. all the coins. Not really. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're kind of thrust immediately into a dungeon, essentially. Yeah, time for a time for a tutorial and a little bit of uh, XP gaining before you even start the game. As a matter of fact. It's almost pretty easy to uh, level up um, just in the uh, in the temple run yeah. if you if you uh, tackle everything, which doesn't really give you much other than some uh, healing blinding power powder 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 yeah. not power powder. powder yeah there's like a there's like you can you can take this healing powder and mm. it lowers your perception mm. so I don't know what you blow it in your eyes or something it's like a little bag of dust or something I guess it's supposed to jack you up yeah. Yeah, because it's powder. Powder does that. Jack shit. Powder, powder, jack shit. Yeah, yeah. We Let's know, go. We know what's up with powder in the modern era. Uh, just for a little background, uh, for those who are not aware, uh, Black Isle Studios closed, and when they did, uh, a bunch of its its members went and founded Obsidian Entertainment, and Obsidian yes. are the same folks that did Fallout Four. Yes. Or excuse me, they sorry, Fallout uh, New Vegas is what I meant to say. And they, uh, they're now owned by Microsoft. They were part of an acquisition, and they make all kinds of amazing games now. I love Outer Worlds. It's a very, oh, yes. very cool Fallout-like game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and little stuff like uh, South Park Stick of Truth, um, you know, Neverwinter Nights was theirs, or Neverwinter Nights 2, I guess. Um, Obsidian is one of my favorite devs ever. I am so glad they didn't go away. I'm so glad. Yeah. They're great. And one of my favorite founder it. names. So they got Chris Avalone, Chris Parker, Darren Monahan, and Chris Jones. And never forget Fergus Urquhart. Because <laughs> they originally, uh, yes. they originally uh, f- uh, Finnish, I think, is right. where they all were based. And, and now he was in in, I, he's in the credits because I love the opening credits of the Fallout games because they're so cinematic. And yep. it's always like this fade in t- text of Fallout and, you know, it disappears. And then, you know, and they're presented by and. It's great. Lead this person and lead that person, and it's it's just very cinematic. Get you right in the mood. You got some uh, dissonant type of music, like you'd mentioned earlier, where it's you know it's got like some you know, 40s and 50s type uh, old music mm-hmm. mixed in with this uh, future retro vibe. It's always really good. Yeah, exactly. Except for the two headed uh, two headed cows. Screw those guys. Oh, oh yeah. Are they? I never saw one in, in any of the fiddling I did this week. Were they in the old games? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and two, yeah. The, uh, what were the Brahma, Brahmai, 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 Brahma, something, Brahmix, Brahma anyway, cattle, yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like Brahm cattle, but they're all mutants, which most stuff in, in the Fallout world is. 
Um, and uh, you do have to protect if you choose, uh, because none of this stuff is linear yet. You can choose these little side quests of protecting uh, the bromide uh, for a particular uh, village, mm. and uh, that'll, that'll gain you some uh, some karma and some and some goodness through uh, that village. So the, all that stuff we haven't even talked about that. That's very much a part of this RPG Fallout world, even in one and two, um, where your actions have consequences. You have karma points. Um, and it actually can affect how certain things play out. Like in Fallout 2, there's a section where um, you talk to a character named Joe. And if you have com- completed everything uh, to success by that point in time and done it in such a way that your karma points are up to like almost 400, um, you can uh, talk to Joe and uh, convince him to uh, chop his finger off and saute it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Who needs dog there's, needs the dog the when you can do that. Need. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Fallout 2. Hell of a thing. Now, along comes Tactics 2001. All right. Right. And uh, this is a weird one. It is. Um, I mean, the games were always turn-based, right? But this game really leaned into the tactical turn-based aspect of yeah. the combat. Real, real time. You know, you're shooting. They're shooting. Mm-hmm. Rootin' yeah. tootin'. Yeah. Rootin' tootin'. Um, it is a cool game. Uh, my memory of it is real saucy though. I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of clear memories of, of how things went for me in, in tactics, yeah. except that I just remember being very excited about it. I remember looting a lot of things like tons yes. of loot. Uh, yes. Uh, this is where we go from being, uh, uh, kind of being rewarded for playing good to being uh micro forte steps in interplay is near the end of life here. Yeah. Um, and this is much more action oriented, has more, uh, like an XCOM feel to it where, yeah. you know, you're, 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 you're commanding a squad stories kind of there, but it's kind of secondary to just getting in yeah. and fighting. You always have plenty of, you know, weapons, unlike one and two where you're, always struggling to gain a little you you start with a, a good bit and you're kind of just you know terrorizing you are the brotherhood you're just kind of terrorizing uh everything even though in a good way you're supposed to be you're supposed to be good but can you be good can you i don't think so i don't think so either um i did I love the so. it was a big graphical upgrade and i remember upgrading ram to play this i think yes this was a lot smoother looking we went through uh, some iterations we were already you know, well into good 3D and first person stuff. And so this kind of stuff was was easy. Yeah, Uh, it was still that isometric kind of view. Um, But yeah, I I didn't care for this as much as the is the first two, because like like I said, just even though it sounds contradictory, I didn't like now that I'm older, I don't care for how fast this jumps in. I actually appreciate the uh, slowness of the RPG. Well, did you ever play the? You ever play um, the Commando games, which we have, we will cover one yeah. day. Um, yes, this this is closer to that than right. which that's more real time than this, but it's it's a lot closer to that. Right, uh, and if you like that sort of thing, well, this is probably going to be your jam. It's I, tactics. It yeah. has a focus on focus on tactics and less about story. Yeah, right. And I think that yeah. that's where I have changed because back then I was way more into that idea than all the story and all the slowness. Mm-hmm. Now I'd prefer kind of to flip the other way. Um, 
funny yeah. enough. Although I love modern XCOM and hated old old XCOM, and the modern XCOM is a lot more <laughs> a lot more exciting for sure. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't like having to constantly you know choose them. Am I prone? Am I am I crouched down? Am I standing up? And I can never quite figure out because you know it's it's still it's not real real time, so you can't like you're not yeah. like reloading stuff and just like constantly shooting. You still have like a few seconds where it's like. What's my guy even doing right now? What's he? Why is he not shooting? Why is yeah. he not doing anything? It reminds me a little of the Final Fantasy. Oh, what is their system called? Where it's not it's turn based, but there's like a ticking cooldown. Yeah, yeah. All the time. What's that called? Some. It's got a name. It reminds there me of that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but it looks cool. That's my favorite thing about it. Is the look of it is way more my aesthetic than the prior two yes. games this feels more like a mad max game to me yeah because it, it really does it feels uber violent there's violent things that happen in fallout one and two but they seem to happen independently of what you're doing it's kind of like oh no look at that terrible thing that's happening over there i hope i don't get involved or if i do i'll handle it whereas yeah. this feels like you're part of the the you're, bad thing you're, you're part of the problem really right uh, here's a familiar thing. We have declared war. But we don't plan to surrender either. We are going to win. Proportions and would lead to World War II. Allied air forces began an attack on military targets. that in the 21st century, the America March 5th, 2052, the United States has officially closed. The United States will go ahead with a national quarantine. So I, I'm a sucker for movies that do this. In fact, Fury Road did a little montage at the beginning with a bunch of voices where they're always like, here's some history. Here's some fake history. Um, I love that kind of stuff. And that's how this game yeah. starts. It's very cool. Yeah. And this ended up being a lot of what happens here in Fallout Tactics kind of gets thrown away is not being canon. Story-wise, uh, yeah, they, for sure. Yeah, but they, yeah. But they, they keep some stuff too. Uh, like right now, you're looking at like one of those downed um, b- balloons, the the hot air balloons. So once again, we're looking at uh, you know the the uh, uh, that retro future. Yeah, we never the really analog world we we yeah. we split off from from our own or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why there's a dog barking. So is that is that meat or is that uh, or is that actually in? Oh, that was in real life. Oh, I thought that was in the game. That's my daughter's idiot dog. Uh, oh, come on, idiot dog, come on! She thinks if a door opens, that means trouble. Uh, well, if you offer him some uh, uh, some some rad scorpions meat. I mean, we did name her Ripley, which was maybe, named after Ellen Ripley, and so yeah. So if you if you do that, maybe it'll be become your companion. Maybe because, uh, we didn't talk about companions at all beforehand, but here you are all the way in tactics doing some serious companion work. Oh, all kinds of companions. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more of a party in this game. Yes. Yeah, a party. Um, hey, recognize this voice. At ease, initiate. My yes. name is General Barnicky. I will be giving you your orders before ever mission. But before that, I'd like to personally welcome you aboard. Considering that the Brotherhood basic training attrition rate is 85%, you should be very proud of yourself. Now, on to business. So they got Lee Ermey to do the damn yeah, Lee Ermey. <laughs> the damn mission business, and I love that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, it Ron Perlman was more of a overworld seer, you know, sees all. But then if you need somebody who's gonna be military, 
it's a no brainer, mm-hmm. especially during this time. Yeah. 2001, that's your man right there. Yep. He's your guy. Uh, I forgot he died. Died in 2018. Yeah. I think at this point in time, we're more in the Midwest instead of the West Coast stuff, and we're more organized because the Brotherhood. Um, I, I believe because if you're not familiar with the fallout storyline, all these vaults were, you know, all these vaults across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in addition to protecting some of the people and the populace, you were also uh, more nefariously. There was a lot of um, scientists who were experimenting. You know, it's like, hey, here's a good time. Here's a good chance to experiment on people, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Brotherhood is more of a faction of they they discovered that they, they were going to be experimented on. And so they kind of, they kind of took control. So that's the reason why they have uh, so much goodies, mm-hmm. so many goodies and are doing They're a lot better off uh, than those in, in the coming out vault dwellers popping out of vaults in, in the West coast. Yep. You are absolutely correct. Um, but that's your look at all things fall out 2d, everybody. We wouldn't yeah. get three for a while. It would take some time. Um, but and would- we can cover that here on play retro as well, because it's getting up on years as well. Yeah. I mean, do we I mean ever... Fallout Tactics is is 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Three came out 2008. I was right. So that's... What is that? <laughs> that's minus... <coughs> it's been a that's bit. That's minus 23. So that would be 15 years, right? Yeah. 16 years is coming up. I think that's right. That right. By the way, that game is currently 75% off on Steam. If you've never played it, you should play three. Three is great. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. How much is it right now? Threes were a lot of people. We we know we think of Fallout series always being a success, and it was. But Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, in, in relative terms to how games are sold today, it's pretty small. It was pretty, pretty small. small. Yeah. Plus, you, had, it was, you know, uh, it was focused on PC market, like all that kind of stuff yeah. contributes because that wasn't a huge market then. No. Um, but anyway, right now, $2.49 is all this cost. $2.49 on Steam. If you want the Game of the Year edition, which includes all the add-on DLC and all that stuff. Might as well. $6.59. Nothing. What? Nothing. Nothing. Especially if you got a gift card for Christmas. Yeah. I already own it, so I, I can't. But if you haven't played three three is great four is also great and i also uh i think 76 has shaped up to be a rad game these days yeah 76 ended up uh ended up at a at a, at a decent place took, a, took them a minute rough. took them a minute but they got yeah. 19 million players right now it's crazy yeah not bad yeah not bad i want to get me some some fallout going ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, all right. Well, well done. Now it's time to play a game of our own. It's called Guess My Game. Destroy it. <laughs> we uh, play some audio from an old game. We set each other up with a couple of details, and then uh, the other person tries to get it. They have three questions during the round, and I'm going to start with my audio. Brian, we're looking at a game uh, originally on the Dreamcast, although uh, technically an arcade in Japan, but ended up on Dreamcast here in the States. Uh, so, it, so it was a nail-me board, right? Correct. Um, okay. The year was 97, 98, 97 in Japan, 98 here. 
So right in this same range of Fallout. Figured I'd stay in the, the ah, bah, 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 Fallout. Yep. Get it? Uh, uh-huh. Genre, sports. And I would even add to that kind of action sports. And the publisher okay. is Sega themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see if mm-hmm. you in the chat room can get this. Here's your audio. I'm assuming this is some feet ball, mm. but not mm. American feet ball. Yeah, feet, but international feet ball. Is that one of your yeah, questions, or what do you what do you want to? I yeah, I'm gonna go with. Is this some international feet ball? It is some international feet ball. All right, all right, 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 right. Uh, 97 was it the arcade and you said in Japan yep 98 here on Dreamcast yeah and it was very well received in Japan uh, sold not so well here but that may have been a Dreamcast problem I don't know nah. <laughs> um, oh you know what I may have the year wrong on when it came out on Dreamcast let me double check that uh, let's see that might be later because do we even have the Dreamcast in 98? In 98? Uh, yes. That doesn't sound right. Or is it, uh, did it come out in 99? 98? 99? All right, here it is. Okay, yeah, I was wrong. So the arcade, the original arcade game was 94. The game on Dreamcast was technically a sequel in Japan, but it was named the first one over here, if that helps. I don't know. Uh, that was 98. I don't know. Can that be right? 98, starting from 98. Series updates are released. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. North, North America, 2000. So that makes more sense because that's the Dreamcast oh, okay. year, right? I think that's right. Because Dreamcast was like trying Boy, to that, you had to really thread the needle because dreamcast is only around for a couple of years i know so yeah i'm just trying to remember the day i took a whole day off of work just to play my dreamcast i'm just trying to remember when oh that yeah because i love that my, i love that box all right dude. so we we've determined that it is uh we've determined that we, we, we okay so we it's 2000 sports action yeah sega yeah uh hopefully you're plugging into your black sega uh it says sports on it yeah um uh, so we, we, is, is it, um, uh, I don't think we started, I don't think they started licensing anything for FIFA yet, did they? So I wouldn't say it was FIFA. So it's probably going to be like world soccer or something. Uh, definitely not was, FIFA because EA had that. Right. You know. And EA and Dreamcast were kind of, uh, on the outs at this point in time. Yep. Um, yeah. Cra- so crash in the chat of- is correct. By the way, September 9th, 99 was the release date of the Dreamcast. That is correct. Okay. Okay. Um, so is it like uh, world? It's not. They didn't do the two K stuff. So was it? Did they do the two K stuff by then? I had NFL two K. Yeah, that was 99. then. We had that then. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that would have been two K. I definitely had NFL two K. I don't know if there was a soccer version of that though. How about world soccer for Dreamcast? Let's find out if that is your correct answer. Is it world soccer for Dreamcast? <laughs> no, it is not. Mm. It is Virtua Strikers two. Wow, I had no clue. Virtua I went Strikers with a, I went with a two. generic name because everything was named generically at this point, <laughs> especially with sports stuff. 
Yeah. And uh, that was not, that did not sound like, but I get you to say arcade though, didn't you? Okay. Yeah, I did. Fair enough. Well, Fair originally enough. arcade, but Virtua, the virtual brand of virtual racing, virtual fighter, virtual everything. I, I thought this, know, I, I thought the I Sega part would give I yeah. actually do. I should have guessed virtual stuff. Of course, virtual yeah. is every, it was virtual every, everything. They're into I'm it, man. The AMT to the AM2 team over at Sega, they were putting out this shit yeah. constantly. I and, should have. Uh, I should have kept thinking. Here's some video of it. I thought it looked. I thought this game looked amazing. I never played it. Um, yeah, but I remember oh at the gosh, like at the store. Good. It does look good, right? Like How look at the, the hell dynamic is that thing running so fast. I mean, who knows? They probably emulate the hell out of it now and yeah, beef it up. But I don't know. The AM2 hardware is pretty good. You know. Oh, yeah. You could do a lot. Uh, anyway, that's my game. It is fun as hell. Uh, that's my game. Yeah, play some you soccer. You don't like it. Brian, let's That's do yours. Tell me your uh, platform, your year, your genre, all that. All right. So while you're while I was guessing that, I was feverishly trying to remember what I did, and uh, it's the PS One from 1996, <laughs> a, a few years uh, prior when the Fallout One would have been around. Yeah. Uh, in the in the genre or genres is interactive movie video game published by ReadySoft. All right. Interactive movie. Interactive movie video game. Interesting. Okay, here's the here's your audio. <laughs> What's going on? Yes, <laughs> one. Hmm, uh, this don't look very sharp. How? Right now, what'll it be? Shave or facial? A shave or a facial? A shave. You know, I don't do many of these. I may be a bit rusty. I don't know what this is. Okay. Uh, I only know what this is because I was doing some exploring. You're exploring yourself. I was doing some exploring. Mm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I do vaguely remember uh, this game. Um, mm. But yeah. Okay. Is it uh interactive movie? So I'm just thinking of FMV stuff. Okay. Yeah. Question number one. Is it, is it an FMV I- video game where it's all video and I'm clicking around on video? Yes, but it's animated FMV. Okay. So don't it, it is definitely FMV, but it's not live action. Is it based on a popular cartoon series film or something like that? No. Okay. Um someone getting a haircut and having a bad time is what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. Third question. Um uh, who'd you say was the publisher? Ready Soft. Ready Soft. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Um, I went harder because we got more stuff. So I am I'll getting back. I, I'm getting a R- yeah. Roger Rabbit vibe, but I don't remember yeah. Yeah. there being such a thing. So I'll just say, is this a Roger Rabbit game? That is a really good guess because it's kind of wacky like that, right? Yeah. But it is not. Is that the last one? Yeah, so here's my final guess. <sighs> this is really hard. 
I honestly don't know. Uh, uh, happy, uh, happy Goose goes to town. I have no idea. Oh, Happy Goose goes to town. If you could give Scott one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I was afraid of that. The answer so is, is interactive movie video game Brain Dead 13. Uh, uh, was originally for MS-DOS, but ported to just about everything, including 3D Interactive, Atari Jaguar, the CDI, the Macintosh, Windows, PlayStation, which is where I saw it at, and mm. the Sega Saturn. is very reminiscent of Dragon's Lair and other games such as that where you have a bunch of quick-time events, and it is horrible. People hated it, at least the critics did, and I can't wait to try to play it. Because okay. it's just and just like Dragon's Lair, there's no on-screen. Hey, guess what? You need to do this now. It's more of a oh, oh, and look at that '90s ass animation. Oh, big time, look dude! Look yeah, this may as well be on Saturday morning, wedged between the real Ghostbusters and I don't know yes. some other thing. Where in the commercial, the guy goes, "After these messages, messages. We'll, be we'll be right, right back." Back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of this. Completely new to me. <laughs> I have no idea what this says. Never heard of it. So, yeah, you should play it just because I think you should suffer. You should play it. Yeah, I've pl- I've played it. Uh, d- well, I've I've watched videos on it before, um, <clears throat> yeah. and I I did want to play it, but I I think I was do- I saw it whenever I was playing Dragon's Lair last, and I was like, oh, I hated that game so much as far mm-hmm. as the gameplay. I loved it so much being at the arcade, dropping my big money into it, but the gameplay in itself so frustrating. Because there's no, you know, it's it, it audio cues sometimes to let you know that you you pulled off the move, um, but they're not always super mm. prevalent. You know, it's like, oh, did I just pull it off? I think I did. So I it's not it. it's not good at the very basic thing it's trying to do is what you're saying. <laughs> the one thing it needs That's to right. do is have good quick time events that give you good feedback on making good choices. Right, it's right. Not good at that. But good luck. Most they're trying not to break the illusion that you're playing a cartoon. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's the idea. By the way, how do you feel about hidden object games? How do you feel about those? Um, if I am really bored, I will load one up on my phone. Um, and then after a couple of days, I delete it. How do you, you, like when you were a kid and you go to the doctor or something, would you grab that oh. highlights magazine and find the hidden object? Waldo's? Page and, I don't know. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. Like if, if, if there's like a moment where you don't want to be somewhere, you know, and you need to be focused on something else. Yeah, I like the challenge of a hidden objects game. That's a lot of fun. Well, I, the reason I'm asking you all this is I'm making a hidden object game. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, with a, with a yeah. programmer, like for real. Like we're going to put it on Steam oh. and mobile. And I'm very excited about it. Yes. Uh, well, it's doing, almost time for us to do a Where's Waldo then, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, oof. Or do where, we? in the, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Did she have some hidden object files in her house? Uh, did she? Was that her thing? I can't remember. I can't remember. I never, you know what? I'll admit it now. I never played a... One of those, not one. I played them, and I can't remember. I played them on a Macintosh, and I cannot remember All right. anything about it other than that red hat. Yeah, she was into the red hat. Uh, <laughs> wait, who taught typing? Oh, that's Mavis Beacon. That wasn't her. Oh, that's Mavis Beacon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you think they hung out, though, went to bars and stuff, those two? Of course. Yeah. Just that's right. my imagination. It feels what, right. What kind of objects are going to be hidden in your hidden object game, Scott? I don't want to give it away. Okay. I will give it away so you're to you. you're hiding... The object. Well, I'll tell you the game. Yes. Okay. But I will tell you this off air. I just don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm very excited about it. I get to draw it all. I get the whole concept. Now see that is cool. Yeah. 
I'm super. That's stoked. always one of the things I loved about the hidden object games is all the great art. Is the art? Yeah, the art's amazing. Yeah, and they're really popular on Steam right now. Like tons oh, yeah. of them. Uh, some most of them have overwhelmingly positive reviews. Like it's a it's a genre on the rise, oh, which is crazy. People love it. Yeah, lots of people cats. A lot of hidden cats. I've noticed. That's a popular uh, thing. I can tell you, it's I'm, not cats. I am wasting. That. There's a couple of things I don't game styles that I don't understand. I don't understand the idle games, the idlers. Mm. I, I, I kind I of get those. Games. There's a couple that I could recommend. Right. Yeah. For the most part, they, they like cookie clicker it, never worked for me. Not into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just now starting to play Monopoly go because I've loaded it up a couple of times and went. So basically I'm just hitting roll dice <laughs> 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 and just over and over again. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? I like a dice game though. I'm a fan. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And so, you know, now I get it and I've been having fun. Of course, everybody else has stopped playing by now, but yeah, they're all done and moved on while you're yeah. still dinking took around. Me too long to, took me too long to get into it. Yeah. What the hell, man? What is this clicking uh, button? I'm <laughs> clicking that. We are now going to hear from the listeners. Welcome to the treasure room. We got a text from somebody that I would like to read. We get. Yep, we get voicemail or we get voicemails and texts from this number 801-471-0462. We also get emails at playretroshow at gmail.com. This is a text that came to the number and it says this for Play Retro longtime listener Larry in need of some sort of retro game info. My Google Foo is generally a higher level. So to not find any information on an Xbox 360 game kind of annoys me to the core. Back when the 360 was released, there was a Mech Warrior type game. The game was yeah. roughly 50 bucks, but the controls were close to $300. I'm talking several uh, sections of buttons, throttle, and yoke. For the sake of my sanity, what was this game? A buddy of mine in 2000 or so got it and moved across. That wouldn't have been right because that console didn't come out until 2005. So his timeline's wrong, but whatever. Right. Says, I got it and moved across the country the next day. Thank you in advance. Also, I hate Brian for his fines at the thrift store. <laughs> Our area of New York, Vermont, and Massachusetts only has clothes. Uh, I have an answer for him. Oh, I yeah. Think. Yeah, okay? that's, that's true. That happens. Yes. I think I have an answer. This is either one of the two. It's either Chrome Hounds oh, or, okay. or it's Armored Core 4. I Both of those could use extended controls, but I think it's Chrome Hounds that had like the massive button set thing. I think I could be wrong, but anyone out there want to pine, uh, pine in, pine in, chime in on this and I tell me if I'm pine wrong. In. That's really good. So not mech warrior for sure. Even though that was on the 360. Uh, I like in quotes, right? Oh, did they so have, three, like did they mech have mech warrior? warrior? I don't remember that or something. Well, like mech warrior that. five came out in 2015. So it wouldn't have been that. Right. Okay, I don't, I don't, that I don't think mech warrior ever showed up on 360 to be honest. It didn't ever show up. I, I don't think, think so. definitely was on the first one. The, well, the first Xbox had a mech warrior spinoff called, Oh crap! What was that called? Warrior on Xbox original. I had that game. It's the one you could use as a soft boot for other hacks and stuff. Um, right. What was that called? Mech Assault. That was in the universe. Mech Assault. Yeah, that's in the universe. That's OG Xbox. That's an amazing mech game. But that is not one of these. The 360 never got that game. The three so not Techie Steel Battalion controller with game software. Not that Steel Battalion. Steel? Steel Battalion sounds familiar. Maybe that's it. Is it Steel Battalion? I can't remember. My memory was I could get it and yeah, not so and have a simplified controller version of what I wanted to play. I do remember that. It might be Steel Battalion because there's the techie Steel Battalion controller and game software set. I'm just sent you a link in the Discord server. 
Okay, please do. Um, while you're doing that, I'm looking up Chrome Hounds because I swear this was it. I just sent it to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where's the Xbox Live? Let's see. Um, videos can be found in, including real world. Okay, six different Macs. Is this it? Uh, plot. I don't care about plot. Reception. Uh, I cannot find anything about the controller. You might be right. That might be it. Yeah. Um, hmm. That looks pretty fancy. I like it. The one I sent you the with the with the steel battalion thing. Let's take a look. You know what? I think you did. I think you found it. Could be it. I think that's it. Help it's in on, the chat. This is on eBay. Uh, knows. Let's see how much they want for this. Four eighty nine ninety is the current bid <laughs> or best offer. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I think this is it. This is totally it. So this is steel battalion. That's the game. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, I knew it was one of the three. Let us know if we're right. Yeah, I hope you're right. Only, Armored, Armored yeah. Core 4 was my favorite of the mech games of that era, but it was, uh, I don't think it used all this shit. I think it was just a controller. Um, maybe it worked with it. I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a while, uh, but thank you. And if anyone else has any thoughts on that, or you're a big mech fan, uh, send it in. 801 Yeah. Yeah. Or play retro show at Gmail. I love me a mech game. Are you kidding, man? Uh, yeah, Any man. time of the day, put me in a mech. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Right now, mech let's go. Up. There's a couple of new ones coming out soon that i am got my eye on. Excited about those. Uh, but that will do it for that. And I would love to hear from more of you. Please keep those emails and texts and voicemails coming. Our next discussion, the first of 2024. Well, not the first, like the like the date, but the first episode of the new year, <laughs> which will be next Friday, uh, is going to be Spy Hunter, Arcade and Beyond. Yes. We'll talk about the whole lineage, but that arcade game and that Peter Gunn theme and the whole backing out of the thing. Oh, what a game. I loved it. And I got and I got jazzed about it because about uh, about a month ago, we talked about 3D Sin, which is a NES backwards, 3D NES backwards. And as a project that has uh, it 3 dfies a bunch of NES games and Spy Hunter was one that was in it and you can use a pass through. And I was playing Spy Hunter in my living room. Hell yeah. And you were. I and so, so instead of top down, I threw it kind of like it almost like a almost at a pole position kind of level where it's almost like you're always looking over the hill. Yeah. And man. Yeah, was that awesome. And it just it jacked me up. And I was like, I can play some Spy Hunter. <laughs> Spy Hunter rules. I put a lot of quarters in Spy Hunter. Mm-hmm. Spy Hunter, unfortunately, came out just after my dad's arcade business crashed. And uh, we didn't get a chance to own one, but I played that in the mm-hmm. arcades as much as I could. So we'll talk about it. That'll be next week right here on Play Retro. In the meantime, I want to thank some uh, brand new patrons who joined us this week. Brian, let's welcome the following uh, oh, yeah. over at patreon.com slash play retro. Derek Van Dusen. Ooh, Derek. That might be Ducey. I'm I'm with either way. If it is, we love that guy. I mean, I like him either way. Whoever you are, Derek, yeah. I think you're great. But I'm, I don't think Deucey's first name is Derek. Anyway, I could be wrong. Uh, Sean McLean and, of course, Brant Paddock. Brant yes. Paddock. Uh, and these to are confirm last week, uh, Terry Dunaway, that is my dad. He did confirm. He said he listened to the episode and said, hey, good job. So just like earlier we were just talking about with our 
basic Commodore 64 typing in and stuff. My dad gave me my first Commodore 64 and he was always proud of me for my type in stuff. So that's great. Look at that. Yeah. Dad support and son. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, if you want to be a part of the larger play retro family, you can join today, get no commercials, get pre-show content every week, monthly benefits that can be yours only if you join us at patreoncom slash play retro. That includes, by the way, we retain the live video, which includes a bunch of pre-show and some stuff that never even gets recorded, that gets to you and no one else. Once the show's over, that goes hidden and it becomes yours. All right. So lots of benefits. Sign up today. Patreon.com slash play retro uh, today. Uh, what do you got there? Ooh, look at this. You got, you got your uh, it's uh, Ratchet and Clank art. What's this from? Ratchet and Clank. My vinyl. Oh, from what? The movie? I forgot about that. Yeah, no. My vinyl from the music. Uh, from... Uh, the music the game music yeah because they did do a movie and it was terrible it was bad yeah don't yeah. do that but yeah piece of shit yeah look at that, that thing oh look at that dude did you get that at the thing again at the it's your yeah 50? that was for christmas that was for christmas yeah wow you are a nerd and i love it was it. a retro christmas it truly was never forget all right that's gonna do it for us thank you all for listening go play <laughs> some spy hunter before we see you next or anything retro really and we'll see you next week more at frogpants.com. Do you know what to do about it, Grandpa? Not yet, young man, but I will.